Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into the farewell in today's review episode. I can show you the world. Just take a look through my eyes. Every year, there's a point where the films that are coming out, the things that are being released in theaters, we start to see a shift into the awards season, into uh, the Oscar contenders, you know, festival circuits, things like that. Um, Generally, these are movies that are released in limited release at at the start, and they slowly expand as the weeks go on and kind of build up word of mouth and, and get the word out. Uh, and even, you know, the big releases, even, even the, you know, the wide releases that are out in theaters now, uh, or this time of year or so start to get a little more artsy, start to get a little more, um, drama, the technical craft and the, uh, pedigree behind the film starts to increase a little bit. You know, we still get a few blockbusters. We still get a few, uh, you know, kind of throwaway movies, as we always do, but the cream of the crop starts to rise in the back half of the year, and particularly, you know, August and, and September and so forth. 2019, well, it's kind of to buck the trend, that sort of trend is there have been a, a lot of good movies that have come out in, you know, the first half of the year, uh, or, or even as far late as July, uh, for the last few years at least. And That's great. I'm very pleased by that, you know, with the success of, you know, Black Panther and Get Out and other films that have come out early in the year, uh, not only financially, but also from a, an awards standpoint, it's great to see those types of films uh, being released from, you know, February, all the way down to December, and then some, Uh, I think it it does a, a great service to the industry, to everybody, to have those films always throughout the year, rather than simply waiting until November, December to get all those out at the last second. And this year, 2019, uh, there really hasn't been anything on those on that level um, that's come out. You know, we don't have a Black Panther this year. We don't have a Get Out this year. You know, we thought Us could be that. We thought Endgame could be that. And I, I personally, I don't think those are. I, I don't think either of those films lives up to the lofty standards of the successes of their predecessors. And, uh, I mean, they're very high standards. So, uh, you know, neither of those are bad films. I think they're both very good movies. But there haven't been, you know, there wasn't, for me at least, there wasn't something like A Quiet Place even this year. And, uh, I don't know, that's disappointing. You know, you can't get them all. And there are definitely other people who would potentially point to something and and say that it was one of their favorite films uh, that has already come out this year. But for me, there hasn't been anything like that. You know, the closest that I've gotten is Toy Story 4. And as good as I think that movie is, it doesn't seem to have the type of awards appeal to ever to break out of the animated feature category. So... The Farewell uh, released a couple of weeks ago and finally expanded wide enough to come to a theater near me. And this is a movie that has a ton of buzz on it. 
currently has a 4.2 average rating on Letterboxd. It is the 121st highest rated film on Letterboxd of all time right now. And it's got a lot of buzz. It's got a lot of, uh, you know, really good reviews, you know, 90, high 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, high scores on Metacritic, and so on and so forth. And I've been really looking forward to this. It is directed by Lulu Wang, and it stars Aquafina, Tsima, Diana Lin, Zhao Shuzhen, Lu Hong, Jiang Yongbo, Gil Perez Abraham, among others. So it's not, you know, a big recognizable cast. It's not even really a recognizable director. Lulu Wang directed and then also wrote the film. Uh, this is, I believe it's her second feature film. She directed and wrote Posthumous back in 2014, which stars Jack Houston and Britt Marling. I have not seen that, uh, but it doesn't have the best reviews. Uh, this, the only recognizable star for me is Aquafina, who isn't, you know, some indie or even anything mainstay. She pretty much came onto the scene two years ago at best, uh, you know, with and then didn't really begin to flourish until last year when she was in Ocean's 8 and Crazy Rich Asians and um, kind of became a name. And now she's starring in The Farewell and the reviews are ex extremely, extremely strong. So when I went to see it, we went and saw it Friday night, I was very excited I didn't know really what to expect. I didn't have any idea what this film was about. Uh, but just uh, just that it was getting a lot of press. So, The Farewell, uh, in, in short summation, follows Aquafina's character, Billy, who lives in the United States. She lives in New York with her parents. They are all Chinese-American immigrants and who have decided to, who moved when Billy was very young, I think she was six, and now live in New York, and they kind of left their home behind in China. They have visited once or twice or so, but for the most part, they live by themselves in New York, and they don't have a lot of connections to their family anymore. Billy still t keeps in touch with her beloved grandmother, and one of the first things that happens is she discovers through a little bit of a that pestering of her of her parents that her grandmother has been diagnosed with terminal cancer and the family is going to china to celebrate a wedding for her cousin but the wedding is just a guise so that everyone can spend time with grandmother the grandmother again before she dies, because, and, and this is the kind of pivotal element, they're not telling the grandmother that she has terminal cancer. So, the thing, there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack there. That, that is the premise, that is the basis of the film. There's a lot to unpack there. Um, the first of which is that the film predominantly takes place in China, uh, but I would say it's about half and half spoken in Chinese and spoken in English. It is about a culture that is very different from mine uh, and very different from most of the people probably watching this in American cinemas. And there's a lot of 
there, there's a bridge you have there's a gap you have to bridge to connect with some parts of of what we see in this movie uh, now there are elements of family there are elements of, of um, trust and uh, relationships that are obviously universal and and I think you know everyone wants the best for their family everyone cares about their family you know we can identify with those parts of the story we can identify with these things but and and this is even brought up in the film the the difference between you know hiding this this huge thing from a person uh as a way to to ease their their pain as a way to ease their mind and and take on the burden yourself instead is not really one we see in America, you know, if your parent, your grandparent is diagnosed with cancer, they find out in, in the United States. They know it. They, they are told either by the doctor or by a family member, whoever it is, whatever the situation may be. And the idea, the notion of not saying anything is kind of absurd, you know, to put on this elaborate, elaborate show just to ease someone's passing is a lot like that is a huge undertaking and the person that it's for won't even if if it's successful if you successfully fool them until the time that they go uh they won't even know that you've done what you've done now there's a little bit of a it's not exactly you know do you know fool her until she's dead quite but uh, for the most part you know it's a very strange situation to be in and one I've never been in one I can't really imagine being in and so there's definitely a, a level of disconnect uh, in that respect uh, from my own experience and, and what I've been was shown in, in the farewell that doesn't make the movie more difficult to follow or more difficult to, to understand because so much of those, so much of the, the emotions within these tendencies, so much of the emotions within these, uh, 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 what, uh, not, expe not expectations, but um, I don't know. Uh, so so much of the emotions within these acts that they are committing, these you know acts out of love, out of out of uh, caring, are rooted in emotions that are, are just easily easy to to connect with, and that is what makes the farewell. That is what gives it the strength it has, even in the face of somewhat. Um, alienating circumstances uh so that said i it's a slow movie it's a pretty slow movie it, it takes its time it you know lives in its characters it lives through its characters you know there's not a big bad villain in the film there's barely an antagonist it's really just a family drama uh, with some dark comedy thrown in for good measure that wants you to go through this experience with Billy and, and with her mom and her dad and her grandmother and the rest of their family. It wants you to live through them 
and experience this through them and feel the way they feel. And in that respect, I think it does an incredibly, incredibly great job at, at pulling this off. I, you know, when, when Billy is wrestling with how to deal with this new information, when she, she is easily the, the character most against hiding everything from her grandmother, and you can feel the conflict in her, in her face, you can feel it in her words, in her, in her expression, that at any given moment, it feels like she could slip up and, 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 you know, give it all out, give it all away, just with one word, with one look. And then you have her parents who bridge the gap between Billy and her grandmother, Nai Nai, who the parents are, are the father who is Nai Nai's son. You know, he is close enough to the to 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 being back in in his uh, he, he's far less removed from his heritage, from his culture in China and so understands sort of the the way that things work and while the dilemma and and the conflict in him is still present is a much less uh raging battle than it is in Billy and then you look at Diana Lynn playing Jian uh her mother and it's a very different situation for her. You know, she is very much more, uh, very much uh, focused on keeping things together, making sure nothing slips up, nothing slips out, and that everything goes smoothly. You don't really feel that conflict in, in Jan. Uh, you know, her perspective is very different from her husband's, from her daughter's, and from, uh, uh, from, from, Nainai's sisters, who is the other, I think, key family member at play here. You know, she has been taking care of Nainai for all this time. She, they, I think they live together. Not 100% sure. They might not. But she is, you know, kind of bearing a lot of the emotional burden in, in this, with, uh, related to this illness. And that is, that takes a heavy toll. And you can see it in her eyes and her face. And yet somehow she's able to, smile she's be able to be happy she's able to help and continue to push forward and and help nai nai be happy and and ignore these things around her and you know all the lengths that that she goes to are really really um meaningful and and uh, show just how much uh, she really cares and so approaching this issue from all these different perspectives and that in and of itself I think is really a a huge strength of the film but it goes a step beyond that and gives you all these other smaller relationship dynamics uh, between Billy and her father between Billy and her mother between Billy and her grandmother between um, Billy and her cousin between her cousin and the girl she's going to marry who is Japanese and therefore doesn't speak any Chinese or any English. Uh, you've got uh, Billy's father, whose name is Hayan. Hayan's Hayan and his brother and the dynamic there between the two of them. You know, Hayan moved out of moved from China and went to America. Uh, his brother moved and went to 
Japan. They both left China. Uh, they mentioned it in the movie that neither of them has been home at the same time since they left. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different fascinating dynamics at play in this family and in this movie. You can hear, uh, you know, the, the film sets up these different pairings and, and trios of characters in, in beautiful ways to give you all these different sides to these characters and even the smaller ones, even, you know, Billy's cousin who doesn't get a ton of screen time, who doesn't get a ton of dialogue, doesn't get to say too much, but he's given enough uh, enough moments, you know, shown with Billy, shown with his grandmother, shown with his, uh, you know, bride-to-be that we ultimately get enough of a great picture of who this guy is without needing much more from him. And he's one of the lesser shown characters. So for the ones that we do see a lot more of, we get such a great picture of who these people are, what motivates them, what drives them, what they think about this situation, what they think about each other's family, what they think about, um, you know, the culture and, and leaving China. And I think all of those things culminate in, in a film that is able to showcase a beautiful portrait of a culture that is not American and of a, you know, the Chinese culture and, and not only that, but the Chinese American culture and, and how that sort of rubs against uh, the Chinese culture on its own. And it's such, it's a story that you just couldn't get from, you know, someone who wasn't who didn't experience this, who didn't live this, you know, it's based very much on Lulu Wang's own life. Uh, and so getting her to tell this story is, is fast, is great. I'm so pleased. I think she does an exceptional job with it. I think it comes across brilliantly. And I, I really, really loved it. Uh, I think Aquafina, Diana Lin, and Zhao Shuzhen are fantastic as Billy, uh, Jan, and Nainai, the three women. I Man, I, I loved all three of them. I thought they, the ensemble, just in general, was spectacular. Uh, there are so many great scenes where there's, you know, seven, eight, nine characters uh, gathered together at dinner or in a cemetery or at the, the wedding when it finally takes place. And getting these these huge moments that really seem to show a great side of everybody and and give us so much more information than we ever really need about these people and i i you just eat it all up i mentioned that it's a kind of a slow movie and it is it, it it's a very deliberately paced uh, i think a lot of the moments are a touch drawn out but that's not really a detriment and at the end of the day, the film is still about an hour and a half long. It is under 100 minutes. It's I think I clocked it at like 93 up to the credits. And that is, I mean, I mean, that is a great thing. It tells a story. It knows exactly what story it wants to tell. We don't get bogged down in a, in a side plot that leads nowhere. We don't get bogged down in, uh, you know, something else just sort of, squeezed into the middle just for good measure to flesh this out to make it two hours long it doesn't need that it is concise it is tight it is really well written uh one of the early uh exchanges of dialogue deals with 
um, a joke told by Billy's father. And the joke itself is fine. I, I, it's not hilarious, but it is a, a cute little joke. And then when the payoff for that joke happens, and it happens very quickly, it is incredibly humorous and, and incredibly dark at the same time. And the film has such a great... Uh, Lulu Wang's writing has such a great way of, of giving us these cathartic moments in a way we weren't expecting to get them. Um, I think there are a lot of lines of dialogue that I, that are given to smaller characters, to side characters, to minor characters that feel like they should come from the big, bigger names within the film. And they don't. And I really appreciate that. I think, you know, letting these smaller characters like, um, like Billy's uncle, uh, get some of these really heavy hitting lines of dialogue, uh, allows the film to really feel more spread out and elevate the presence and impact of these lesser, not lesser, but minor characters. Um, Diana Lynn uh, is, as the mother, I, I loved her. I think she gives a very strong performance. Uh, she spends a lot of her time interacting with Billy and, and just arguing with Billy over things. Uh, and then, of course, you know, the, the woman at the center of it all, Zhao Shuzhen as Nai Nai, is, you know, she's exceptional. She's playing this role of sort of at, at once, at both, uh, at the same time, she is both ignorant to so many elements that are happening around her. And yet she is still, you know, the matriarch of this family. She is still undoubtedly you know in control of almost everything that's happening and i i love the 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 two sides of that coin and how difficult it must have been to balance that in both the performance and the writing i you know it is a really beautiful tightrope that was walked by lulu wang and, and zhao shuzhen in the uh, in the in the portrayal of Nai Nai. So, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of The Farewell. I fully expect to see it all over the Circle of Film Awards and, and good, good chance that it, it uh, makes uh, my top five at minimum at the end of the year. I think there's a good chance. So, as of right now, uh, the film is in currently being nominated for these categories best picture lulu wang for director aquafina for lead uh, both uh zhao shuzhen and diana lin uh, for supporting performance screenplay lulu wang score i think it's alex weston uh and and best scene which for me you know the the tricky part of the farewell is i don't think there was much that really elevates itself above the rest of the film. I think the film is very, very consistent. But the one moment I would really point to is showcasing all these characters and the different dynamics of them and how it all works. And I think the writing is is really biting in this moment is uh, the scene at the cemetery. I think that is a very, very good moment for this film. So that's eight, eight nominations uh, at the moment for The Farewell, which puts it alongside Toy Story and Us for, you know, leading the way in nominations at the moment. And uh, 
I'm looking forward to getting, you know, this is kind of the first one. This is the first film of 2019 that really feels like something that's going to stay with me for a long time, that's going to last, that's going to survive. And I'm really excited to get into some of the others because this is a great uh, launching off point. Not going to go into spoilers. I really think you should just go see the film. I, I think it does a great job on its own of, of advocating for its own existence. Uh, so that's where we're going to leave it for there. Uh, and that's that's the episode. Uh, I will say I gave this a 90. A 90. Uh, which would, would have put it at 6th overall if it had come out in 2018. So definitely in very good company. And yeah, I I am a big, big fan. If you would like to find more episodes of the Circle of Film podcast, you can head over to circleoffilm.com for that and more. You can also find me on iTunes, Stitcher, and other places where podcasts can be found. If you would like to get in touch with me right into the show, you can tweet at Circle of Film. You can email circleoffilm.com. You can find me on Letterboxd at Circle of Film. You can support the show, like it, rate it, review it, subscribe it, the whole nine. Uh, or you can uh, become a patron at patreon.com slash circle of film for as little as eight cents an episode. And uh, every patron level gets access, early access to the episodes if they're, if they're recorded early enough. This one is not, uh, unfortunately, but a lot of them will be. So thank you for listening. And as always... Have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same goodnight. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fades from view. So long, farewell, I'll be the same adieu. Nothing's really left or lost without a trace. Nothing's gone forever, only out. So long, farewell, oh what I'll be to say Wait a minute, wait a minute